whole person. But you can't see that whole person right now. That whole person doesn't... We can't. And Jesus can. Spiritual beings have more of an opportunity to see what's going on in terms of uh, other aspects of us. But here's a spiritual being. We are spiritual beings living in a physical body, in a physical world, living through this time. We are designed for heaven, for the eternity that, that is ahead. We are prepared for a relationship with God, which is a spiritual reality. That's the one that's lasting. This one is temporary. We are mortal. He is immortal. We will become immortal as when we leave this body. But we're not wispy, and, and we're not just floating around. That body that we have and, and the ability to function is all there. Heavenly bodies are heavenly bodies. They're, they exist. They're different. And the glory of the earthly bodies that we, we experience here are are functioning, and then they, they start to take a turn. And you just watch, you know, as we age, you just watch things improve when you're younger as you age. And then you hit a peak, and something happens, and it goes the other direction. And you go, wow, that's an interesting turn. And, uh, and then it all ends. And you go, well, why would I spend all my time worried about keeping this thing going so that it looks like I'm on this side of the slope, and it ain't. And then I'm acting like I'm never going to hit the end of this on this side, so I need to be all frustrated and uptight about this whole section of my life, which when it's all done is just a brief, as it says in Scripture, of vapor, here and gone. So as we change our minds about that, Recognize that there are heavenly bodies and they're different from the earthly bodies. Our earthly bodies are temporary. We're moving in another direction. Things are going to happen. This is part of it. Revelation 21. I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, Look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. It's coming. God's home among his people. People are going to be able to connect with him, see him, talk to him face to face. And that's coming. What you don't see in this list, and as you read through the book of Revelation, is John got to go to heaven and the main thing that he got to do was to go hang out with his brother, James, who died much earlier, remember? One of the early martyrs. So James is gone. John's there. Obviously, the main reason for going to heaven is to reconnect with those we love so that the circle will not be broken. By and by, Lord. By and by. And God in heaven's going, What? I am trying to get you to be part of my family. And those guys who have gone on, James, Mildred, the rest of them, have all come into my family to be with me and me with them. And your focus is on, I get a little cabin in the corner of glory land, and I get to catch up with my family because those are the people I actually know. I really don't know God. I don't really hang out with him. I don't really know much about him. I really don't want to spend that much time with him. If I did, I would do it here. 
But he's such a bother, you know? And he probably demands some things of me. You know, when I, when I go off the rails, uh, he'd maybe want me to act different or say things differently or do things differently. And, wow, that really, that's a pain. So how about, I just want to hang out with my buddies, with my favorite family members, or, and God in heaven's going, What? I have sent you everything, including those people, as gifts. And you missed that they came from me. On Christmas, don't you love it when people that you've given gifts to rip the name tags off so that they never say thank you? It's just all about the stuff. Don't you love it? So we rip the name tags off and say, I don't care if it came from God or not. The main thing is that I get my way, my group, my thing, my family back together. And the circle that won't be broken, I've shared this before. So I want my circle, if you listen to that song. So here's little brother and mom and dad and everybody singing. And you get them together. Well, mom and dad are actually thinking about their circle. You know what that one was? The one before you. So how many circles do we go back? Which circle are you in? The one where God comes down and he's going to be with you. That other stuff brings us all together. There's unity in the family when we do this. Have you ever seen unity in your family just because you wanted to hang out with people? How's that Thanksgiving table work? Come on. You ain't seen it. You will see it here. Because he is in the center of it. And when he's in in the center of it here, we see it. We can see it. We can get a taste of it. Won't be perfect, but it'll be good. But when we get to Revelation 21, God's home is with his people. He's going to live with them. They will be be with him. Now at that point, and this is down the road, because don't do this thing about heaven. Well, I can't understand if people, you know, things are awful here on earth and, and there's not going to be any tears. And what if they saw what horrible things are happening and Jesus is coming back and so-and-so's in the White House and oh my gosh, and, and God's up there going, I didn't say I was going to wipe every tear now. This is at the end. When this is all done, when he is in charge, this is no longer. Jesus is the one that people are going to respond to, and every knee is going to bow, every tongue confess that he's Lord. There's nobody else going to say, well, I need to be in charge. I'm the king. I'm the president. Mm -mm. Done. So when this happens is when all the tears are done. All the tears are done. Don't assume, oh, they died and they went to heaven, so now their tears... No, not yet. Not yet. It's coming. There's more work to be done. And he will wipe away every tear. There will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. Those things are gone forever. So that's coming. But we have to keep it in mind. And Revelation twenty-one twenty-seven: nothing evil will be allowed to enter, nor anyone who practices shameful idolatry and dishonesty, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. And you go, well, sure, it's heaven. That's, that's how that works. Well, it gives you all these extra words so you can kind of think about what isn't going to be there. 
Nothing evil will be allowed to enter. Think about the evil that's around you, the drama, so-and-so said, somebody made me feel bad, saw on the news this horrible thing, gone. That won't, that, won't be, that won't even be something you wake up in the morning when you watch Good Morning America. It won't even be on there. It's gone. Anyone who practices shameful idolatry, worshiping other gods, elevating other things above the one true God, gone. Won't even happen. It's not even going to be a thought. People aren't going to be tempted. People are not going to move in that direction. It won't exist. Think of a world in which those things don't even exist. That's what's coming. Dishonesty. If you've ever had anybody lie to you, twist the truth, you know, every product you've ever had has worked just exactly, showed up exactly when you wanted it. Yeah, right. Dishonesty, gone. And only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Those who are there want to be there. The people who don't want God won't be there. It's their choice. But those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life are the people who have chosen. They want God in their lives, so they've chosen to be there. You want to talk about unity. When all of us gather together and say, we, we want to listen to him. Well, but my team's... You know, the Buffalo Bills, and I, but I'm for the Patriots, and there's some playoffs things going off, going on. So there's, you know, there's debate, and I got my team, your team. You, you, well, in this case, there's one team, and everybody's on it. Everybody is together, and everybody's recognizing who is on the throne, and it is not us. And we come into this place recognizing who God is, recognizing who we are, appreciating the people who are around us because all of us have our names written in the Lamb's Book of Life because he made that possible. We all get to be in there. That's pretty cool. Revelation 21, 27. And then Revelation 22, verse 3. No longer will there be a curse upon anything. For the throne of God and the Lamb will be there and his servants will worship him. Recognizing him, but the throne of God and the Lamb... There in the midst of this and, and the curse, remember the curse is on, on, the, on the land, on the universe. There are black holes, there are galaxies that, that, that are just running into each other, stars that explode, there are things that are happening out there, let alone on this earth. We just had a volcano take off in the Pacific, sent tsunamis ashore all the way in California just yesterday. There you go, huh, why is the mantle of the earth acting like that? It should just calm down. There are things going, it's cursed. There's a curse on the earth. It's not done yet. We're still in the process. God is at work. There's still more to come. And it's across the whole creation, in us, around us, everywhere we look. But it's going to be gone. No longer will there be a curse upon anything. So you run around the universe, run around the earth. You don't have to worry about thorns and stickers, ticks, chiggers. Volcanoes, no curse, gone. That's pretty cool. So that's coming. But that's part of the, part of the heaven thing is that th- those things that are dark and evil and cursed and rotten are just removed. So people living in heaven are living in, in a space 
with none of those things, recognizing that because their memories are still there, their memories are not washed when they get there, but they recognize what's right, what's wrong, what's righteous, what's unrighteous, what's good, what's bad. And they go, you know, the way I live, things I did, there's some things, you know, I, I see it clearly now. And some of the things we think are good, and we get there and we go, whoa, that needed some work. So God's at working in us to prepare us for all of that. The curse will be removed, that junk that's in us and the junk that's around that we've, we've grown accustomed to because we've lived in this world. We're used to the thorns. We're used to the problems. We're used to the crime. We put up with a whole bunch of things. And when we're there, those things will just... Those are going to be gone. And then we're going to recognize that the stuff in us, the curse in us, has been lifted. That he has redeemed us, brought us to that place. Not only are we just saved from not going to hell. This is is about living true life to the fullest, freely. Being able to think clearly without clouded uh, motivations and ego and the stuff that trips us up, gone, because now we're set free from all of that. The curse is gone. We're now living with the ability to think about our, uh, the whole of our lives. Then when we meet people, as we're gathering with people in heaven, we all recognize he's the one on the throne. I, I don't have to be trying to prove, I don't have to compete with you to show you how good I am or that I have value. You ever tried to do that with anybody? You don't have to do that. Gone. You are now brought into this place, esteemed by the living God. His arms wrapped around you, welcoming you into this family that includes the heavenly beings, the earthly beings, your family that you do know, and people, fam, family, and friends from your time, but from all time, all gathered together. And you get to connect with them without all of that other stuff. Well, I'm fearful when I'm in a crowd. Or I want to be the big deal when I'm in a crowd. Or I want to hide in the corner in a crowd. Or Gone. Can you imagine? Gone. And able to just connect with people, love people, talk to people, enjoy their story without even having to tell yours. And then when it's your time, there's 10,000 plus 10,000 times another 10,000 years. You got time for your story. You're not pressed. There's plenty of time for everyone to be able to be together and the curse is Oh, it's gone. So, look at this one. Isaiah eleven six. In that day, the wolf and the lamb will live together. The leopard will lie down with a baby goat. The calf and the yearling will be safe with the lion. And a little child will lead them all. <laughs> that's cool. You know that's not normally how it goes, right? Edie, you know the wolf and the lamb thing is... Okay. And that day, the wolf and the lamb will live together. The leopard will lie down with the baby goat. So the diets are changing. The uh, ferociousness of particular animals has changed. There's still a variety of animals. That's cool. A calf and the yearling will be safe with the lion. And remember when God created all of this, he put two people in this garden in paradise and says here are all these animals why don't you give them a name so who's in charge he said I'm going to put you in charge of this 
So what do we find when we get to Isaiah eleven six? Here's a little child in charge of this. The child will lead them. All of them. The wolf, the lamb, leopard, goat, calf, lion. Holy moly. He's going to accomplish his purposes. And it is going to be something. Because the curse is gone. So what's happening in heaven now? What's coming in the future? It only gets better because it just keeps getting, there's more to it. But the, what people are living with right now is, is that freedom, freedom, the curse. They, they've, they've had these things that have changed and they, they've altered their state of being with a clarity of mind, with a pure heart because Jesus has taken the, the penalty. So now this is coming into this relationship with God, recognizing who he is and the freedom to, to pursue things God has designed them and one day us for that we we've probably touched on it i think in our our spiritual minds our spiritual bodies reveal those things to us periodically but sometimes our physical brain and all of our concerns about this world push it aside and i think he wants to release that the, these glimpses to make them more of a thing than just a glimpse not just a glimmer but to make it an image imprinted on us so that we recognize he's got something more for me. This is only the beginning. And he's trying to get through to us so that we see that. But we are so dang caught up in, well, this is what makes me mad or this is what makes me happy or just going, think about the things here. Don't make that the main thing. Of course, be responsible, take care of your stuff, pay your bills. But there's so much more. And he's going to take care of it. So one day the rent will be paid. The mortgage will be paid off. The uh, food will be on the table because there's a huge banquet coming. And there's a lot of things that God has in store that he wants to prepare you for. He's using every experience, every time you learn something, every educational moment. When you connect with other people, you develop relationally with other people. You are, you are putting those things together that need to, to be part of who you are in heaven. And he, he says, don't just save up your money here and your 401k and, and, and your big retirement accounts. Remember, the government at any time can just attach that stuff. And I've heard rumors that that could happen pretty soon. But in heaven, they don't touch it. Moth can't reach it. Thieves can't get it safe there so invest there because that's the one that's going to last that's the retirement account that will matter long term so use all of the resources you got here learn all you can here experience everything you can here all of it will be useful the good and the bad will be useful and god will you put all of those things together toward a future that is waiting for you around the corner John 14, 2, there is more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? So he's going to prepare a place, place in his father's home for you so that you're connected with family. You're connected with God's family. You're going to be connected with all those people that God is, is bringing together, which are people in, that at this point would be history 
but there will be people there from the future that you don't know yet that are going to be in your circle. Your, your great-great-great-great-grandchildren may be sitting at your house, and you can tell them stories because all of that would be coming together. And God is going to put all of those things together because he loves you. And he has a desire to have his family grow. He wants a family that want to be there. He wants a family that, that want to be learning about him, growing in him, growing in, in their own personality and character, becoming more and more of what he's designed. Because he wants to remove that curse and all the junk that holds us back to free us up to live the life that is possible for us. He wants us to fly. And he's got a home for us that is going to be remarkable. Mansion, maybe. Maybe better than what we even imagine. John picked language to uh, kind of make sense, and Jesus did too, of stuff we know. We don't know because it's out there. It just gives us a taste of heaven, of living in heaven. Father, thank you for the future for the hope that we have in you, that there's more than enough room in your home for us. And thank you, Lord, for preparing a place for us. Help us, Lord, to keep our minds on heaven, not just caught up on the earth, but the more heavenly-minded so that we can be of more earthly good. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.